Welcome to the Going Together podcast, a show for inspiring conversation and practical steps to help your church become the church where all generations thrive. I'm your host, Justin Koo, and today my guest is Jake Mulder. He's a director of strategic initiatives at Fuller Youth Institute and the co-author of the book, Growing Young. Jake works with Fuller to bring about new research and resources for intergenerational ministry. So Jake, in the book, you guys talk about six core commitments, six ideas, six principles that you build, basically the the building blocks for a a church that's growing young, that's thriving in this respect. Is, Is that accurate? Yep, you got it. Six core commitments. So walking us through those, um, what, what what are the six core commitments? And if you can give us kind of a brief rundown and introductory to what we can expect. Yep. So when we talk about the six core commitments, they are the six areas of a church's culture that matter most if we are going to invest in, if we are going to disciple young people well. So it's very important to understand they're not just programmatic ideas. They're not the six quick fixes. It's when we studied these 250 churches to look at what do they do, what matters most. What we realize is it's their culture that matters most. So these are the six areas that need to define a church's culture. Mm. All right. So those six, I will name them and then I'll briefly describe them. Um, So number one is to unlock keychain leadership. Okay. Number two, to empathize with today's young people. Number three, take Jesus's message seriously. Mm. Number four, fuel a warm sense of community. Number five, prioritize young people and their families everywhere. And then number six, to be the best neighbors. All right, I can talk through those, but those are the six. Okay. What's, what's important to note, because we're talking about young people, nowhere in that list was like, throw better pizza parties and have better games. <laughs> More fog machines uh, and coffee. Yeah, or like, I mean, I know I'm talking to some Adventists, so like, you know, different type of haystacks. Like there's something we haven't thought about yet. That, New that ingredients, will yeah. The young people back. Um, very clearly, those are the things we're not talking about, hmm. but we're talking about church culture. And, that, so and that's intentional. Why, why are we not talking about these kind of easily done? Because I think the, the, maybe the frustration is like, man, but like, there's so many things that we could do that could change today. Yep, exactly. And I would say in all of these, there's are, there are things that can absolutely change today, but I'll, I'll give you, um, let's take keychain leadership, right? Okay. So when we say keychain leadership, the idea that we're talking about is we need to entrust and empower all people in the church, but specifically young people with a set of keys. Now, when we say keys, we mean authority, responsibility, the chance to lead something. Right. Um, what the research reveals is if you want to see someone stick with their faith, it is those people who take on leadership, who have an active role in shaping the church, uh, who end up, uh, who end up sticking with their faith. So the reason we talk about it as a cultural principle and something we need to lean into that absolutely involves individual activities. Let's mm. say, um, I don't know, how could you give a young person leadership? You could um, make a young person a greeter in the church, right? Like take a 12-year-old and they're a greeter. Right. If you only make it about the single activity, you could say like, oh, we, we made a 12-year-old a greeter. They're now going to stick with their faith for the rest of their life, right? Because they took on leadership. It's not enough. It, it, it doesn't bring about a new way of culture Mm. just to do something once 
it needs to be repeated, it needs to be regular. Let me go back, I won't take as much time on all these, but let me go back for a second to, um, oh, let, on keychain leadership, let, let's think about being a healthy person. Okay. Let's say that you're, you know, you're, you're not eating healthy, you know you need to like lose some weight, start exercising. If you go to the gym once, and you have one salad for lunch instead of something unhealthy, you have not earned the right to say, I am now like holistically a healthy, balanced, <laughs> whatever person, right? Yeah. I mean, the idea is if you want to be someone that another person would look at your lifestyle and say like, wow, you live a healthy mm. life, like, right? You need to do those things on a repeated basis. That's what we're saying for the church. Yeah. Like if you're going to practice keychain leadership and you do it once by making a 12-year-old a greeter, you, you have done something immediate now that is awesome you have not yet made it part of your church's ongoing mm -hmm. new way of being, right? Yeah. Is that concept? Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is why you're calling them commitments, not necessarily actions. And I was chuckling because I'm thinking about how coronavirus has impacted my personal well-being and health. Yeah, I'm like, right. you know, just the other week I was doing crunches or whatever, and I'm looking down like, why is it not working yet? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we want, we want the quick fix, right? Yep. And it's about, yes, pursuing the quick fix, but in a long-term disciplined manner. Mm, okay. So, I mean, to bring, bring in the second one of empathy, empathizing with today's young people. Um, we talk about that as the ability to step in the shoes of another person, to actually see the world through the lens of how a young person sees the world. Now, we're not talking about just immediately changing your worship style. We're not talking about better games. But here's the thing, and this is why we're talking about the cultural principle. If you begin to empathize with a younger person, whether that's a teenager or a young adult, if you really step into their shoes, well, all of a sudden, what that other person cares about and thinks about is likely something you're going to start caring about and thinking about. So if we'll pursue the cultural principle in our church, if we'll lean into developing empathy and understanding, we actually get a lot of those other things that we're going for anyway. Mm. Um, you can empathize with an 8-year-old. You can empathize with a 16-year-old. You can empathize with a 28-year-old. Every age group is going to have a little bit of a different interest. We could either write a book every year that's like, here's the new trends of everything you need to know, or if all of us will empathize better, we'll be able to do many of those things on our own. Yeah, uh, I, I don't want you to have to walk through all six because you, you could read the book and there's a million blog articles on this. Um, but you know, when I hear some of these things, um, and maybe, forgive me if this is offensive, but this is just how I've responded. The first time I heard this, the, this idea of the six core commitments, I, I kind of felt just like, Oh, that's it. I, I felt yeah. like, well, duh, like, duh, this is what you need. Duh, this is what makes sense. Duh, this is what's going to work. Um, and I just felt somewhat underwhelmed. Just like, well, all this data and research has been done to do this thing that like I've known for all my life. Right, right. Yes. I, I mean, what I like <laughs> to say over and over yes. is, um, while the problems are complex, the solutions are not necessarily rocket science. Mm. Um, our response of who we need to be and what we need to do is not different than what Jesus has invited us into from the very beginning. Mm. And I, I like to compare to, again, being a healthy person um, or having healthy relationships. Like, if you want to be a healthy person, the truth has not changed mm. for uh, eat healthy food, get enough exercise, like, right? Avoid too much junk. That's clear. If you want to have healthy relationships, like 
be an honest person. Right. Be caring, loving, supportive. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. These are incredibly important things that we need to have in our life that the building blocks, the foundations are actually. So here's, here's where I think that gets scary for the church. If these are things that are so obvious, then why are our churches not better at them? Right. Right. Exactly. And, and, exactly. And, and that I think is the magic is we were trying to find out what is it that drives these churches? What makes them different? And what we realized when we did that, it, it truly goes back to some of the basics or fundamentals I think what that says about many of our churches is we are we're concerned with this and we're chasing that and we're doing but we have and and what else did Jesus say than you have heard it said but I say to you. Oh. And when Jesus is saying that he's not usually introducing something new, he's taking them back to what God has always intended. Hmm. Now, we're not Jesus, we're not right like not trying to draw that analogy. I think we're just trying to invite and call the church back to these are some things that we've always been about. They're the things we still need to be about. By the way, they still work with young people today, right? Mm. And and I think part of the proof in the pudding for me is going to a bunch of 20 and 30-somethings like yourself and saying, hey, if a church really looked like this, if you had leadership opportunity, if it understood you, if it was all about Jesus, if it was like this warm sense of community, if it was transforming the world around it in a positive way, and most any 20 or 30-somethings are like, yeah. yeah, that's the church that I want to be a part of. That's exactly but, it. That was our research method, right? Yeah. We were talking to a bunch of younger people to say, what's the church you hope or dream for? And then looking at churches that do those things, and, and there you go. Wow. So. Uh, maybe uh, it's, it's a curse that it's so simple, but it's also a tremendous blessing that the answer isn't rocket science. You don't have yeah. to understand Greek and Hebrew to be totally. a, a good and loving neighbor, to be the kind of person that, that all people want to be around. And Very so... Thank you for, for walking us through that. And thank you yeah. for, for, for taking my little jabs with, with, uh, with some grace. There. No, it's great. Happy to. Cool. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care.